and welcome to the Talking Outsourcing podcast. My name is Mark Kobayashi Hillary. In this podcast, I'm talking with Pramod Basing. Pramod is the Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of Genpact. He's also the Chairman of NASCOM for this year. I spoke to Pramod about the recent NASCOM India Leadership Forum in Mumbai. We covered some of the optimism in the market, the way that services are changing at present, the cloud and how that's changing service delivery, some of the long-term trends around outsourcing, and then also how social media is changing customer services and the way that firms like Genpack deliver services to their clients. Um, I was also at the the, um, the NASCOM India Leadership Forum in Mumbai uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and there was a lot of confidence amongst the delegates. Um, but do you think that, that perhaps uh, some of that confidence is is uh, a little bit too soon after we've heard about the end of recession in, in Europe and the States? Um, I don't think so. You know, the business we're in allows us, it's a long cycle business. So it allows us to calibrate pretty carefully what the issues are. Uh, it allows us to calibrate pretty carefully uh, what the issues are, you know, what the revenues are looking like, what next few quarters look like. So I think estimates are fairly accurate on one side. Um, typically, you'll find most companies, if you go back in history, you know, these companies typically all have pretty good estimates. It also includes, for instance, captives, you know, um, and the, so the estimates that we've come at about 13 to 15% for overall IT growth and industry growth are, um, we think, pretty accurate. I mean, that's, it's really the wrong only because, you know, your ability to predict in this environment, in, in this industry, is pretty high. Having said that, I think it all does depend on a slow recovery happening. You know, if there's a double dip recession, if it goes back in the toilet again, things like that happen. I think life may change, but um, I think you may also be saying, if I may say it this way, you know, it's a little bit of a relief being expressed by people that, you know, 2009 is over. I mean, the best thing about 2009 is that it's over. Uh, and I think maybe there's just you know, enormous relief that it's gone and at least things are looking up. Mm. Velocity and speed may be a little uncertain, but at least they're looking up. Right, so it's, it's, so it's not really just relief only. You, you think that, that, that there is uh, some actual me- measurable pipeline activity then? Yes, yes, absolutely. I think these are generally all public companies with very responsible track record. Uh, if you go back in history, you will find that it's you know, their ability to hit their target numbers that they have forecast is very, very high. Mm. A lot of it is very simply driven by the fact that, you know, if you start business, you know, to win it, once you win a contract, particularly on the business process side, which I represent, uh, frankly, the, to win a contract takes six to nine months, and then the whole transition process and other processes take another six to nine months. So anything we win now really gives us revenue in 2011, for instance. 2010 is, for 90% of those revenues is locked in already. Right. It's an enormous ability to uh, forecast. Okay. 
Well, uh, and I think part of the equation behind why it's real is that perhaps companies tighten up much earlier. Uh, you know, there so there's some bounce back from some very early cost controls, very tight cost controls that happened, and companies are also recognizing that if they need to improve their margins, they're going to have to do more, not less of this stuff. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, the service sector itself is changing quite fast. Um, I mean, clients are, are pushing very much towards paying only for what they use, um, and, and even the concept of selecting tools, like um, the way that Apple has its App Store. You know, the, these ideas are are, um, are being discussed along amongst a lot of service firms. Um, but but how many do you feel yeah. are really exploring these kind of options and, and being able to start offering services in this way? And I, I suppose it leads to the a lot of the discussions at the um, at the conference recently were around the cloud and and is the cloud still a concept that's somewhere on the hype cycle or is it something that uh, is becoming a delivery platform for services? Yes, I think it's too far away from becoming a you know very different cost efficient factor for services. I really think it is right. Um, because I think people, the service providers themselves, the people who provide you infrastructure on the cloud, which you can then rent and deliver with, are not there at the end. Right. I think that's going to be different. Um, I think having said that, um, you know, the amount of activity, the amount of research, the amount of background information that people are getting into to understand how what you can do with the cloud, we're doing it. I know of every company doing it. But it's very exciting. Has it reached boiling point of any kind? No. Has it reached a tipping point? No. It's too early for that. You know, our company is clear. We've discussed as a team, okay, what does the cloud mean for us? Is it good? Is it bad? And the fact is it's bad in some areas, and it's very good in other areas. And everybody understands that we need to reposition ourselves. Um, to take advantage of the cloud. But um, it's fast and furious, I can tell you, Mark. It's very hectic activity. It comes to hectic discussion. 
and shifting alliances and partners, um, as you pointed out, you know, that who you work with, uh, your enemy today could be your best friend tomorrow. Hmm. And uh, you have to be very conscious of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's changing marketplace. What um, I mean, uh, and I don't think it's absolutely clear. If I may add one last piece, hmm. I don't think it's absolutely clear to the world as yet exactly what overall impact that cloud will have. We all know it could be big, but how that will practically work out is a very large unknown, which everybody is trying to grapple with. Okay, and I mean on on that subject of unknowns, there were there was some. Uh, almost like futurology, I suppose, at the conference, talking about new market sectors that, that may well be created in future, like um, uh, healthcare coming out of aging populations, uh, sustainability, yeah. um, security, you know, security systems because of the sort of ongoing terrorist threat. Um, and, you know, there's a few firms that, that seem to be actively exploring some of these options. Um, I suppose um, you know there's people like First Source that have definitely pushed a lot more into healthcare rather than financial services. Or um, I saw at the conference, uh, Steria was was pitching the whole push of Steria was about going green and sustainable. So there's people that are going into these these large um, macro kind of trends. But uh, do you think that there's, there's really a, a lot of service firms exploring these, these trends yet? I mean, is there real business coming out of some of these macro trends yet? There is some areas. I'm not sure there is that much in the green area because it's a little uncertain as to what we can or can't do there. Um, you know, although those products need to be developed, and my question has always been, you know, who is likely to develop those products? Um, I think that's something to do with it. In other areas, though, absolutely. There's, you know, healthcare. Uh, we're focused on it heavily. Uh, many others are intensely focused on it. It's a huge opportunity. You know, I, I, I've, I've always said this for a while. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I really believe that uh, part of the solution to the U.S. healthcare problem or developed countries' healthcare bill lies in India. Uh, and solutions developed by countries, by, uh, by companies here, because they are the ones who will be able to bring in a different level of cost into the whole equation, and uh, which is a fundamental issue, which you know, obviously healthcare faces in Europe and the US, is that the cost of delivering healthcare is so prohibitive. Mm. But I think the ability to do that using talent bases here, using capabilities and products developed out of here, can dramatically reduce the cost. So I think that's a huge area. I think the entire area of public services is an interesting area to keep our eyes on. Government services area, because more and more companies, it's a bit like IBM. IBM does work for the government in India. There's no reason why you know Indian companies can't do work for the government in the UK or the US. Yeah. And I think those things are going to happen more and more. I know that DTS works already doing things like that. Yeah. And government is often the largest sector across the country. Mm.
grabbing hold. But I think that is the single trend that will get that will be taken on very quick. Okay. That's the single largest trend that will be taken on extremely fast mm. by companies. Right. Now, I mean, in terms of another trend that, that I'm interested in exploring with you, um, and this is more around your own firm, Gempact, um, we've seen a, a whole revolution in the past few years around social media on the Internet, and it, and it really changes the way that people yeah. interact. So, so we see, especially with consumer firms, they're using social media to interact yeah. with their consumers. So does this really change the whole the whole idea of the contact center and, and customer services and, and how are you seeing this market change because of social media? Well, I think it'll be very, it'll be fascinating. I mean, I think we are just at the beginning of what social media can achieve for us internally. So there are two aspects, there are three aspects to this. Uh, I, I One is how employees interact. So certainly we're exploring ways media to allow our teams to interact with each other in a far more unstructured, but informal, and yet far more effective way, because that's what our employees may be familiar with and comfortable with, and social media provides uh, an enormous range of capabilities, which um, you know allows, for instance, global teams to function together, mm. allows cross-functional teams to get to know each other allows you to get mentored. I mean, there are thousands of ways to think about this which are extremely interesting. Uh, I don't know if this makes sense for that, but I, I think it is intensely interesting at this time to be from a whole internal working perspective. You know, all companies have a problem in sharing information. Mm. That's been a perennial problem. We all start building up our central signing Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose one of the things I noticed was that there's there's telcos out there, like say Vodafone or British Telecom, where they're actively um, 
going into networks like Twitter and interacting with their customers. Um, and I suppose the question is, when, when are we going to see service firms that are offering contact center services? When are they going to offer this this kind of service as well? So, you know, we can also offer you a Twitter related service. Well, one one of the uh, one of the uh, things you've mentioned also is about uh, government spending, um, and I was just going to ask briefly about because this is very true in India, and lots of firms were saying that a new source of business is going to be India itself rather than the export market. Um, so, um, and and clearly the Indian government is spending a great deal of money on on IT and IT enabled services. Um, so, when are they going to get themselves a CIO? I suppose, um, it, just to summarize the year ahead then, uh, I mean, we're hearing about a lot of innovations such as the cloud and social media, but then, then there's also a lot of people who are just saying, look, this is the customers have only really just come out of recession, uh, so it's only going to be a slow and steady year of 
just just basically steady growth so so between those two sort of extremes where where do you see the market heading in, in the year ahead <laughs> well the one nine in the way it's probably much better you know, growth rates are going to be two or three times higher than they were in nine. i think that is the trip in itself is big. I do think so. They won't get back to 96, 97 day, uh, days of 2006, 2007 for a while because I think that recovery is going to be slower and I think we shouldn't, we need to be very thoughtful and cautious about our view of how fast this recovery is going to happen. Um, you know, the U.S. economy is still in deep trouble. Um, huge deficit financing, fiscal deficit. Um, huge cost spiraling, threats um, of inflation, double the profession, everything. So I think we've got to be cautious, and our customers will be also. But for us as an industry, you know, frankly, I, I, I think, and that's probably why you saw so much excitement at NASCAR. Um, and I thought it was easily the best conference we've ever had with a level of excitement and uh, participation that was unprecedented. And I think the reason you see that is because, you know, due to three times faster growth versus last year is something to be celebrated. And I think that's the role we're all on right now. Thanks for downloading this Talking Outsourcing podcast. For more information about me and my writing, go to markhillary.com. And for my Talking Outsourcing blog in computing, go to computing.co.uk. Thanks for listening. <laughs>